Good morning. Happy Fat Tuesday, my friends. It's 835. Thanks for tuning in. We've got a lot going on. War in Ukraine, obviously. State of the Union address tonight. But right now, what about your money? What about your retirement? Joining me now, Sharice Rivers of Zinnia Wealth. And uh, not, you know, not just a financial advisor, but uh, she's a friend of mine. Sharice, good morning. How you doing? Hey, I'm good, Bob. Thanks for having me this morning. Well, it's it's my pleasure. It really is. Now, I hate to make it all about me, but let's face it, the world does kind of revolve around me in my own mind. So, I'm you know, I'm approaching 60. I want to retire someday. I'm in no hurry. Uh, I'd be happy to work till 70. But I'm I'm kind of worried. You you said I, you know, I've got a okay amount of money that I'm starting to accrue in the 401k. I'm in pretty good shape, but Oh, what happens if the stock market takes a big hit? Um, uh, if I lose a third of, of my investments, now I'm going to be eating cat food again. Yeah, Bob, you know, this is a, a big wake-up call for everybody with interest rates going up, inflation, gas prices, and all that. And if you're nearing retirement, like if you need your money in the next year or two or three, those short-term dollars that you're going to need very quickly here have no right to be in a business. So in the stock market period, because you're going to need those to live on. And uh, right when you retire, Bob, if you take such a big loss, you might not be retiring when you expect to retire, and you'll be working a little bit longer. And I'll say the last 13 years, we've had 400% growth, and we're due for a correction. And uh, like I've always said, we have this rocket ship that's been moving forward all these years. And uh, as you try to catch the tail of the rocket, you're going to get burned. And now's the time to really sit down with your financial advisors and reevaluate the volatility in your portfolio and just do a double check, a second opinion uh, from somebody else if you don't have one, just to see where you're at because there's a lot of noise out there, fear monglers, and uh, you want to be ready. If it's eight to 10 years or longer before your retirement, uh, is it still more of a kind of let it ride mentality? A correction can come and go before your retirement and you could be okay, or should you still be a little more proactive than that? Yeah, Bob, we don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? So if you have, and we're not telling people, hey, we got to sell, we got to get out of market, we just need to start thinking of opportunity and our time horizon, and you're correct, of eight to ten years, we have a little time if the market has some major movements that uh, we have time to recover, but we still want to take uh, opportunity when we can. So again, if you need your dollars sooner than later, you want to reevaluate now. If you don't need them for 10 years, your long-term dollars are, to- are doing something totally different than your short-term dollars when you need them sooner. I remember when we met, you said, uh, hey, do you think you could live off uh, this amount of money? I'm like, yeah, that's really good. I, I can do that. But now I see inflation kicking in, and what I was kind of cocky about and all happy about, now I'm saying, well, it might not be that smooth. How, how will this inflation impact us moving forward? Yeah, I, I'll tell you this much. Uh, we have that pr- uh, producer price index out there, and in January, our consumer price index uh, jumped up to 7.5%, which is just... Uh, a very large number, and now that producer price index is going up again, and that leads to the consumer price index. So inflation is killer. It ruins our purchasing power in the future, and uh, a $7,000 annual uh, food bill is going to turn into $10,000. So where are you coming up with those dollars? So you have to start planning now for the inflation increases and implementing that in your plan. And unfortunately, a lot of people haven't planned for that. And uh, we have to really focus on that more than now than any time, because what if the inflation rate keeps going up and up and up and it stays up for like five years? You know, I hope that doesn't happen, but we got to prep for that. 
Now, BP and Shell are pulling out of some joint ventures they had with Russia, and that's actually going to cost them a lot of money. It could be a $25 billion loss for, uh, for BP, for instance. So when I see the prices rising at the pump, I say, should I be buying an energy stock? But then I think, well, maybe I better be a little more particular about what energy stock. I'm not asking you to make a pick. I know you don't like that, but right, right. just give me an idea of that whole genre of investment. Yeah, I mean, it was only, you know, not too long ago, I was putting, uh, filling up my tank for $50, is now $75. Is it going to cost the average household, you know, 150 to $200 more to, you know, drive around on a monthly basis? So where are we coming up with those dollars? And that means where are we investing our money? And, you know, should we be picking energy stock? I, I love energy stock and gas stock. You know, you look at Sunoco, they, they, they've never missed a 8% dividend payout and sometimes they go even higher. So you do have to position, you know, what energy stock works best for you. You listen um, to uh, Kramer, and he'll say he likes Chevron over Exxon, and sometimes I like Exxon over Chevron. So everybody has their own take on it, but you want a company that has a good balance sheet, that um, works good business in different countries, and so you have to be very careful. And um, BP, you know, you know it's going to take a big hit, but um, they're doing the right thing, and it's going to hurt some people. But they want to keep their shareholders happy, and hopefully they'll raise their dividends. So it's a, a reasonable stock. So we'll see what happens in the future with that. And, and moving forward for, like, younger listeners, uh, you know, maybe they just recently started a family not too long ago. They have young children. It's very hard uh, to save money at all in general. I mean, what would you say to them in terms of, the stock market and the risk moving forward when their retirement may actually be 25 years away. Yeah, so the younger you are, I mean, like the owner of uh, Vanguard, Jack Vogel, he says, never open your statements, don't look, buy and hold, and that actual strategy works. There's too many young people out there trying to trade uh, when, it's, when it's low and high, trying to time the market. You can't time the market. We don't have a crystal ball. Just stay committed to your plan and take opportunity when it uh, brings itself to the table. Like right now, you know, great opportunity to buy into some things and just don't sell it. A lot of, a lot of young people are, are, uh, have a lot of fear in their eyes and really they should just, you know, keep contributing to the retirement accounts every two weeks. When the market goes down, guess what? They're going to buy that, that stock at a lower price, you know, and so these are good buying opportunities. So don't stop what you're doing. Keep adding to the market and just don't get, um, don't make knee-jerk decisions and control those emotions, the younger you are, of course. Of course, nobody can predict the future, but um, I I guess the concern is, is this war between Russia and Ukraine, is there any indication, I guess, from a financial standpoint that this might actually spread maybe to some other, you know, Baltic countries. Uh, and will NATO get more heavily involved? And, and let's just say it could or it does. How does that change the landscape for us investment-wise? Right. So let's talk about interest rates. So here's the thing is that, you know, interest rates are supposed to be going up in March and April and May. And I'm going to tell you if interest rates go up 1%, I mean, there's going to be a major sell-off of equities and bonds out there. So that would be a mess. If interest rates start really jumping up, the young people who are, you know, trying to be first-time home buyers is going to hurt them the most. They're not going to be buying their home. So locking in interest rates right now is such a great idea if you're looking at buying a house or that sort of things. But when interest rates go up, bond values go down. When interest rates go up, the tech stocks go down. When interest rates go up, guess who's making money? The banks. <laughs> so, 
you know, the banks now can lend more money and they can keep more of a profit, so they're going to be a little bit more flexible. So, you know, you got to look at all these different angles, Bob, because you got to take advantage of opportunity while they sit in front of us. I mean, just a few months ago, you can go get a mortgage at 2.5%. I call that the glory days now because now we're at 4.5, but it's still not a bad gig. It's a good time to do it. So, um, you know, all this uh, noise between Russia and Ukraine and it's spreading to other countries, it's going to. You know, markets will continue to be volatile as interest rates go up and inflation goes up and we have conflict. And this is why you need a plan that covers all the areas of your money and not just the stock market. So you really got to seek other opportunities, other options, reduce exposure to the stock market if you're nearing retirement and have some safe strategies built in. When you had me convert all of my stuff to rubles, that was a bad move. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't rubles. It was Dogecoin, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's not even open that right now. My goodness. We, we, we didn't do, do that, need, by the way. <laughs> we, we do need to do a show on crypto or a segment at some point. Um, yes. I think we're all interested in that. And I think we all, or a lot of us anyway, need a little bit of a education on it. Yeah. Definitely. So for all those listeners out there that are really nervous about what's going on right now, um, interest rates, we're expecting a half a percent, to, uh, we call it 50 basis points to 25 basis points. In my opinion, if they're going to start saying, hey, we're going at 50 basis points a month, you know, each month, it's probably going to see more like 25 basis points just to kind of get you all prepped up. Um, that's more reasonable, but we're, we're hoping not to see a 1% basis point rate height in one, in one month, which, which would be just ridiculous. So let's hope for that. And um, let's make sure you guys uh, are making the, uh, creating proactive plans so that your portfolios are doing what they're supposed to be doing in times like this. We appreciate uh, your, uh, your viewpoint, your expertise. Sharice Rivers, Zinnia Wealth, thanks so much. And uh, we'll chat again soon, and hopefully there'll be some, uh, some good news on the horizon. Yeah, we'll talk Bitcoin soon. Thanks so much, Bob. You guys have a great day. All right, you too, Sharice. Thanks. It's 845 on the Bob Rose Show. We've got a lot more we want to talk about, including State of the Union Address tonight. What will President Biden say and not say? And then Governor DeSantis makes kind of a strong move. I'll explain next on 97.3 The Sky.